This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 156, Submission 1240. The 1978 Science Fiction Film Awards. The 1978 Science Fiction Film Awards aired in syndication on January 20th, 1978. Your hosts for the Science Fiction Film Awards, Karen Black and William Shatner. Well, it's the Oscars, and in true It Was a Thing on TV fashion, we're not even bothering to cover a past Oscars, but we are covering something for award season, we and are. we figured this is legendary, and we'll get to the why in later, but 1977, the year before, which this award show is honoring, was the breakout year for science fiction. Indeed, what we had yeah, well, we had a small art house film that debuted that summer. You guys may have heard of it, a little something called Star Wars. Oh yeah, or as people call it today, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Oh, by the way, I need to mention something. Mike? Yeah? Do you remember back when we covered the Star Wars Holiday Special, how I mentioned that George Lucas's original plan for a sequel in case Star Wars wasn't a hit was he was going to make a low-budget TV movie called Sprinter of the Mind's Eye, and you were asking, hey, well, I don't know why it was, because in 1978, because Darth Vader was on to tell the truth, David Prowse. Okay, because I didn't explain the entire story, because... We were so busy, we tried to get to Charles Stiles' Mystery Diner, so I didn't have time to explain it. Okay. On the opening weekend of Star Wars, George Lucas was in Hawaii with Steven Spielberg. And once he saw the opening box office numbers for Star Wars, he was like, Okay, this movie's a hit. I don't have to worry about this low-budget sequel. Done. But also, fun fact, on that same trip to Hawaii with Steven Spielberg, they came up with... What was the idea for Indiana Raiders? Jones. Yes, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, and speaking of Steven Spielberg, he also had a big hit in 1977 of his own. Yeah, he did. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh. Oh, that was a good movie too. That was a that was a sci-fi banger in 1977. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus making the mashed <laughs> potatoes. When are you going to start taking things a little more seriously? I mean, you've been wandering aimlessly from job to job ever since I've known you. If you could just get that overactive imagination of yours to work for you instead of against you, maybe you could... What are you doing? This means something. This is important. Interesting you mentioned Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Because that and Star Wars 
were actually up for the award for Best Science Fiction Film, along with Demon Seed, The Original Island of Dr. Moreau, and Twilight's Glass Gleaming. Yeah, nobody remembers those other three movies. No. <laughs> we're actually just saying these for, you know, completion's sake. Yeah. So, Star Wars and Close Encounters, they were the big hits in the movies in 1977. They redefined the blockbuster. And so television, like they normally do, decides, you know what? We're going to get in on this craze. Hey, we got a great idea. This is normally the time of award season. So we're going to have science fiction awards live on television. And the beauty is, Chico, this award ceremony had already existed. Oh, yeah. It existed in 1973 as what was originally referred to as the Golden Scrolls, but have since become the Saturn Awards. Yes, the Saturn Awards, which have become the top, the very top award, the elite award in science fiction. And fantasy and horror. In fact, they are presented annually by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Yeah, so you got all the genres represented. Yep, and nowadays you would be totally shocked if you didn't see a Saturn Awards where you'd have the uh, cast and or crew of Star Trek Picard, The Walking Dead, and The Mandalorian. Yeah. But in 1977, you know, it was just, you know, sort of the genesis of what TV can do with science fiction when you have the the Star Wars holiday special and later on that year, a little show on ABC called Battlestar Galactica and um, a little show on syndication called Space 1999 that was imported from the UK with uh, Marty Landau and Barbara Bain. That's and then... The- Second time this week I've referenced Space 1999. What is wrong with me? And don't forget, around this time on PBS, they were airing episodes of this small little British show called Doctor Who. Oh, yes. So science fiction on television was coming into a bit of a renaissance because you remember back in the old days you had the the sort of days of Captain Video and his video rangers and whatnot. And Commander Cody and Flash Gordon. So why are we talking about this particular iteration of the awards? Aside from everything that's going on in the movies in 1977? We're getting there. But who was actually part of the fifth Saturn Awards show? Well, hosting it, you have, okay, what name is bigger in the sci-fi world in 1978 than a show that was on NBC a decade earlier and then became a giant hit in syndication? I'm talking about Star Trek, and I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend. William Effin Shatner. Now, of course he's going to host because 
He's William F. and Shatner. I mean, yeah. come on. And around this time, now we're going to cover this in another future episode called It Almost Was a Thing on TV. But remember, Chico, mm-hmm. at this time, they were planning Star Trek Phase 2. For the long since stillborn Paramount television service. Yes. But because Star Wars was such a big hit at the box office, Paramount decided, you know what? We're going to forget about this Paramount television service and this Star Trek series. We're going to make it into a feature film. Yep. And in 1979, we get Star Trek The Motion Picture. Directed by Robert Wise. Oh, boy. You want to talk about heavy hitter? Oh, yeah. The Day the Earth Stood Still. West Side Story. Sound of music, people. The sound of music. He directed the sound of music. Think about this guy, Robert Wise. He was a chameleon of directing movies. He could direct any genre. Was this his first science fiction film? No, because obviously he did The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he, did, and he did The Andromeda Strain, which was based on a Michael Crichton book earlier in the 70s, because I believe that might have been Michael Crichton's first book, The Andromeda Strain. Actually, it just got a cool special edition Blu-ray from Arrow Video, by the way. I've got to check that out. But he wasn't the only one who was hosting, because... uh. Another big movie was coming out in 1978. Oh, I know what it would have been. Would it have been Airport 78? It would be Airport 70. Actually, it would have been Airport 77. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. And who made their career in the airport movies? Not George Kennedy. No. Although he did make his career in the airport movies. Yeah. The airport series of movies made George Kennedy's career just like Wings made Tony Shalhoub's career. No, we're talking about Karen Black. There's no one who can land this plane. I can. (gasps) Thank God. It's Karen Black. She landed a busted plane in Airport 75? It was a movie in the 70s. Ah, you damn kids with your music. Everything about this, uh, sort of ceremony was very uh, sort of Moog synthesizer futuristic. Yeah, because that was the thing in the 1970s. Yeah. And of course, because this is the Academy of Science Fiction, Horror, and Fantasy, they have to talk about science fiction, horror, and fantasy. And one of the first cuts in the whole thing was to a man who would actually win the best Film Actor Award, George Burns from Oh God as God. Oh, wow. That must have been really powerful acting to win the Wait, wait, wait. Don't don't make fun of that movie. That's one of my favorite movies as a younger kid. Oh, I'm not denying that. I'm not that George Burns is great in Oh God. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we can't forget Oh God, You Devil, the, the sequel. Uh, I like to forget Oh God, You Devil, if I'm being completely honest. Hey, oh, I, 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 he's playing Oh God and the Devil. Yes. That's what makes it funny. He is both God and the Devil. 
And one of the first presenters of the awards is the president of the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror, Dr. Donald Reap. Who, if I'm being completely honest, looks like the goalie from the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. He does look like the goalie from the... I hate to plug another thing I'm doing for the Place to Be Nation pop experience reviewing Mighty Ducks Game Changers, but yeah, he does exactly look like that goalie. X, 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 X. What are you doing? In my video game, X is kick save. Oh, oh not in real life. And then we have a quick cut to Brenda Vaccaro. Who that be? Brenda Vaccaro, you know. Brenda Vaccaro. You don't know who Brenda Vaccaro is? She's a freaking legend! Come on! Well, again, she uh, I, I've heard her called Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda Vaccaro, sorry. Yeah, it's it. You and your pronunciation the last couple of weeks. Yeah, me and my pronunciations, whatever. Your first presenter here is a guy who knows how to wield a lightsaber. His name's Mark Hamill. Yes. By the way, not only does he know how to wield a lightsaber, he also knows how to voice the Joker. Oh, yes. It won't be for another, like, 15 years, but still. But, yeah, not many people are legends twice. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we'll also be talking about Mark Hamill in future installment, the 1990 adaptation of The Flash. Oh, and also we should mention uh, Brenda Vaccaro. She starred with Karen Black in Airport 77. Okay, that explains it. And who is this guy with Mark Hamill? From the original Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, the one and only Buster Crab. Buster Crab! What a name! Buster Crab! What a name! What a career this guy's had. He is amazing. Oh my god. And the two are there to present the award for best uh, special effects in film. And of course, if I'm not mistaken, that award went to. Are you ready for this? Okay. What is it? John Dykstra and John Steers from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. There's no contest. Yeah, no con- it doesn't get any better than that in 1977. No. I'm sorry. It's like all you people who are thinking about Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger. No! Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Nobody cares about... I'm sorry, Ray Harryhausen. Nobody cares about these special effects. I know you're doing it on stop motion with Clay, but seriously, these special effects on Star Wars blow it away. And then you have our next two presenters. Oh, yes! This is great! Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. From Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Melinda Dillon, a.k.a. Ralphie's mom from A Christmas Story, and from your nightmares in 1977, 1980, and 1983, and I guess 2005. And I guess 2005, sure, why not? And in 2016 with Rogue One. And soon to be in your nightmares again. 
with the upcoming Disney Plus series about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Darth Vader. Yes. And the weird... And you know what? Give all the credit in the world. He played up that role. Oh, this guy, whoever it is in the Darth Vader suit. It is David Prowse, but I'm pretty sure that's not James Earl Jones. No, it's definitely not James Earl Jones' voice. No. I uh, never imagined that I could have a close encounter with you, Lord Vader. It is unlikely that you ever will again, unless you are unfortunate enough to be found on the Death Star. Well, if I am, I'll try to have the Force with me. I am a bit late for my next battle, so if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. And the Best Supporting Actress award went to Susan Terrell, by the way. Who'd that be? Uh, some lady. She played Mary Aiken in Bad. Aside from that, I don't know who she is. But she was nominated for an Oscar for her performance as... Oma in Bat City in 1972. And she, oh, she played Midge Montana in Big Top Pee Wee. Oh, wow. And she was uh, in more than one episode, let's say, of Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah. But sadly, no longer with us. She passed away back in June of 2012. And we're not done yet. Because we have the Best Supporting Actor, and of course, the winner was Alec Guinness. Oh, wow. What a shocker. I know. And our next award is being presented by Stan Freeberg, who we last saw. Hold on. Stan Freeberg. No, it's not an award presentation. It's like a skit. Well, uh, that would explain why he looks like John C. Riley from Steve Brule. Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I the only one who thought of that? No. <laughs> now that you mention it, it's now in my head that he's Steve Brule. <laughs> yeah, Stan Freeberg. I'm guessing that's where John C. Riley. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure. He does sure. look like Steve Brule. Oh my gosh. Hey, hey guys. We didn't even mention. But you know what? Stan Freeberg was on Patch Game Hollywood Squares. So there you go. There's your reference to Patch Game Hollywood Squares. Yep. You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. And also, he's doing this bit with this puppet. That comes out of a UFO. I know they're trying to go for a whole Muppets vibe, but no. And you can clearly see Stan's turn his back to the camera. He's at least trying to keep the kayfabe alive, unlike someone who we'll get to much later in the special. Indeed he is. Oh my gosh, it's like Steve Brule with, with Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Yep. And our next set of presenters, Piper, Lori, and... Christopher Lee. Of course, Christopher Lee, sadly, no longer with us, but you would remember him as Count Dooku in the Star Wars prequels. And, of course, Lord of the Rings. And, of course, Lord of the Rings. And many Hammer horror films. Yep. Piper Laurie. Oh, yes. Hold up, guys. Greg's about to say something. Yes. Get ready. Piper Laurie. Of course, was Catherine Mortel in Twin Peaks. 
There it is! I knew there was a Twin Peaks reference coming. So, you have both Greg and mine sort of wings here. Hyper Laurie from Twin Peaks, Christopher Lee from Star Wars. Star Wars is your wings? Star Wars is my wings. Star Wars is my science fiction movie wings. Okay. What's the award they were presenting? That would be best makeup. Oh, best makeup. It was won by Rick Baker. And Stuart Freeborn. Stuart Freeborn, yes. They must not have had a Westmore nominated that year. No. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Of course, Rick Baker probably would have won that award because he was, I think he was basically responsible for Chewbacca's makeup. Yep. He was basically your hair, your your laughing up now, fuzzball guy. Yeah, and of course Rick Baker, one of the most legendary makeup men in the business. We have best costume now, but we don't that... know who won best costume. I yes, think. we do. Oh, we John do? Bolo of Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, Star Wars is gonna win like every almost. It's every like award Star now. Wars was nominated. I'm gonna tell you right now, Star Wars was nominated for 16 Saturn Awards. It won 12. So yeah, spoiler alert: Star Wars does well for itself. Yeah. Okay, now we get into part four, where we have this bit with famed sci-fi author Ray Bradbury with this robot. That looks like the prototype of Julie Newmar in My Living Doll. Oh, and by the way... By the way, you... we will be covering My Living Doll later. <laughs> oh, by the way, for you kids that don't know who Ray Bradbury is, okay. well, guys, Rachel Bloom of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend made a song about Ray Bradbury. By the way, it should be mentioned that Ray Bradbury was promised a girl robot. You know what they got? A boy robot. No, they got the prototype to Julie Newbar in My Living Doll. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and what were they presenting? Best director. It was a tie. What? It was a tie. It was a tie. It was who, a tie. Who, who was the tie? George Lucas for Star Wars. And okay. Steven Spielberg for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Really? Is this a surprise? I don't know how many voters they have. It must have been a really rigged vote if they had to exactly tie the vote. Well, Which... you act like an award is never tied before. There's, it's very rare in the Oscars you have a tie. I think there's only been like, I think maybe two or three ties in the history of the Oscars. Because I think the year Barbara Streisand won her Oscar, she tied with somebody. Part five. Oh, we got Karen in this black dress. Oh, and she's introducing our next presenter. Yes. Our next presenter. He's had experience with some damn dirty apes. Yep. Charlton Heston. Get your I... paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Too bad this isn't 2021, because if you were doing this today, he'd probably be presenting this award with Dana Gould as Dr. Zayas. Charlton Heston, also big in the airport movies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Who wasn't in those airport movies back in the day? And what was he doing? He was doing uh, Best Actress. Yes. And the winner, of course, was... Jodie Foster for The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. 
Oh, by the way, guys, this is the second time we brought up Jodie Foster in this podcast because remember Chico, she yes. was in the Paul Lynch show as a on his guest star. She was. Yes. Uh, now she's a Hollywood big shot. Yeah. Oh, and now we got best actor, and, which we and already best... and we already said who won it. George Burns. As God. As God. I mean, come on. It's no contest. By the way, nice of Jody to be classy and pre-record her um, acceptance speech. speech. Yeah, Alec Guinness didn't even bother with an acceptance yeah. speech. To it's yeah. nice to know that Jody Foster had the goal in mind to be this big actress so far as she has her own green screen. Am I right? Yeah, she. Had... <laughs> Too bad YouTube didn't exist back in 1978. Could you imagine the Joey Foster how-tos? Oh God, she's probably out there recording a, a how-to for something already. Yeah, there's a joke here, but I'm not going to say it. No, you must not. No. But next, we have. Oh, I think we got Quincy Jones and John Williams in this part six. Oh, yeah. Quincy Jones and John Williams, two music gods. That's right. And Quincy gives John Williams an award for his his work on Star Wars. And let's be honest, one of the great film scores of all time is John Williams in Star Wars. And let's be honest, it's no contest. They probably were like, you know what? These other movies, yeah, we're not even going to care. We got to give this award to John Williams. Yep, we're going to. And by the way, if any of y'all don't know who Quincy Jones is, first of all, why are you even listening to this? Yeah. And second of all, he is Rashida Jones's daddy. Yes. And by the way, you all know that Rashida Jones' mother was Peggy Lipton. And of the Peggy, Mod Squad, yes. Of the Mod Squad. And Peggy Lipton was on Twin Peaks. <laughs> but, okay, guys. Guys. Right. Guys. Uh-huh. It is time for the main event. Oh, are we ready to do this? We're oh, ready. Are, are we ready? We're not ready, are we? Well, we're going to be. It's like, it's... if you're not ready, you better get ready. Mike, are you ready? Uh this is the moment I've been waiting for. This is the moment we've been waiting a long, long time for. The reason why we're covering this awards show in the first place. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Karen Black introduces Purdy Tappen, Elton John's longtime collaborator. Bet you didn't know that about him. Yeah. Purdy Toppin introducing... William Shatner performing one of his all-time greatest songs in the history of everything ever. Are you ready for this? Yes! Here we go. We're playing the clip. Here it is. William Shatner. Rocket Man. She packed my bags. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. 
look on his face right now. Oh yeah. As a kite by then. He's just taking his smoke of his sweet ass cigarette. Just taking drag after drag. Miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. Look at that smoke coming out of that cigarette. Oh, like he, it's like he has meat gifts. No apps. Um, such a... He gives absolute no apps here. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. To touch That's down. Brings me it's back again to find out. Not the man I think I am at all. I don't know. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fumes out here. Alone. Alone. And that what? What is this? More green screen action bolts. There's another William Shatner. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. And they're, and doing, and it's like, and they're doing quick cuts of his green screen. Yeah. And then you have a disembodied head of Shatner. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise a kid. Mars. In fact, it's cold as hell. It's cold as hell. It's cold as hell. You don't want to. You don't want to eat that. And there's no, no one, one there, there to raise him. If you if did. You did. And all this science, I don't understand. Yeah. And meanwhile, the ever Shatner's like, I'm just gonna I smoke this here cigarette, man. Yeah. He's observing, like, he, he's basically musing on himself. <laughs> Which you yeah. know, I to you totally get, right? Yeah. And I, I think, think it's, it's gonna, gonna be a long, long, long time. time. So Touchdown brings me again and again. again. I'm not the man. I think, think I, I am at all. all. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no! I'm a I'm rocket, rocket man. man. And he's he's, he's about to cry, guys. He's I swear crying. to God, he's about to cry. Hello. Wait, 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 we're not wait. done! Hold on, what? We're not done! Yes. Oh my god! A long, long time. Three Shatners? Three Shatners! And this one looks drunk as hell! And right now, you can't see this, but Mike is holding up his Stewie doll because this is where Seth MacFarlane got the joke. I think it's gonna be. A long, 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 long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And then it's gonna be. Here we go. Long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be long. was worth y'all y'all William Shatner y'all
That is so amazing. That is worth the price of admission alone, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. This is one of the greatest pieces of television that has ever been put together. Yeah. Mike, that brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? It's absolutely iconic, and and it's only gotten better with age. Oh, yes. Uh It just adds to the legend of William Shatner. And yes, th- thanks to my buddy Stewie here for doing that. What, what it was like first or second season of, of Family Guy, so like 20, 21, 22 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's very early Family Guy. Oh, yes, and that, that, that was, was before it came back. That was so old, it was like nobody understood the joke. Nobody understood the reference, but this was like way before the days of YouTube. Where you were just, okay, we're just going to circulate the tapes until things happen. Now, you get it. Now, this everybody been, gets the reference. You're that, right. This has been another installment of, now you get it. Yeah. That, that was like fighting the Frizzies level in South Park Obscure. Yeah. And you know what else is obscure? What? Quark. Okay. Because the, the series lead... By the way, you remember him from the original Westworld movie. Oh, Richard it, Benjamin. Yes, Richard Benjamin. He and Paula Prentice. His wife. His wife, yes. And they just had a child, and the child doesn't have a job yet, so. Oh, well. I'm quoting Karen Black now. <laughs> but there you go. Richard Benjamin and Paula Prentice were married in the 70s. And they are presenting the next award, which is the best fantasy film. And that would go, of course, to Oh God. Oh God, it won best fantasy film. Oh God was a good movie. That made John Denver's acting career. Well, yeah, it would be a fantasy movie because it certainly yeah. isn't, it, it, it isn't nonfiction. No. Or at least I hope not. And after, I was like, how do you follow William Shatner? Just how? A salute to Lon Chaney by quick change artist Michael McGivney. Oh, hold on a second. Lon Chaney, you said? Lon Chaney. Yes, Lon Chaney. Well, you know, who, who had a thing for Lon Chaney? Who had a thing for Lon Chaney? I was Lon Chaney's lover. Go back and love it. <laughs> From Jackass the movie. I was Lon Chaney's lover. Ah. No. Yeah, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my brother's favorite scenes from Jackass the movie. I was we quoted every time like, at once a year. I was Lon Chaney's lover. Okay. Then. Yeah, this is like a what the F sequence with <laughs> but it was guys. but it was a really good what the F sequence. It was. So now let's go to the best horror film as presented by Wolfman Jack and Wayland Flowers and Madam, who is dressed, by the way, as the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Wolfman Jack, of course, was in American Graffiti which was directed by George Lucas. And for you youngins who don't know about Wolfman Jack, one of the most legendary radio personalities of all time. Yes. Perhaps one of the best broadcasters 
of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. One of the best voices by far. Yeah. yeah. Everybody recognizes this kind of voice. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the award itself would go to the little girl who lives down the lane, which is weird because I've never heard of that movie until I've done research for this episode. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know. didn't even know about this movie that even existed. Oh, and by the way, remember how I said about how at least Stan Freeberg was trying to keep the kayfabe with the puppet by having his back turned? Uh-huh. Waylon Flowers is not even trying. Nope. No, not at all. It's like, I got oh, the check already cleared. Yeah. Here we go. Part nine, folks. We're getting into the big award of the night. The best film of the science fiction. And who do we have presenting this award? Well, I believe we have two people who walked on the moon. We have Charles Gordon and somebody a little more familiar, Buzz Aldrin. Yes, we have two people famous for walking on the freaking moon. Yeah, that science fiction stuff sounds pretty wild. Can you imagine if people could actually travel through space and ships? Why, if they could do that, maybe they could get me off the fucking moon! And, oh, and, God. and if you watch this, they get like a minute standing ovation. Oh, yeah. And deservedly so, mind you, but they get a long standing O. They oh, walked yeah. on the moon. They walked on the freaking moon, people. Okay, so Chico, do you want to read the nominees for best uh, science fiction film? I would like to read the nominees for best science fiction film. Okay. They are Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Demon Seed, The Island of Dr. Moreau, Star Wars, and Twilight's Last Gleaming. Boy, I wonder which movie won. Clearly, mm. Demon Seed won. That was Star Wars. It was, indeed. By the way, is that Charlie O'Donnell I hear announcing? Yes, it is Charlie O'Donnell announcing. You'd be working at uh, Channel 13 at the time, if I'm not mistaken, because I was doing a deep dive into old news opens. Charlie O'Donnell did the news for Channel 13 in Los Angeles. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, and accepting the award for Star Wars, producer Gary Kurtz, and I gotta say, producer Gary Kurtz of Star Wars, tell me he does not look like Abraham Lincoln with that beard. He absolutely does look like Abraham Lincoln, yes. But going back to Charlie O'Donnell, wouldn't he have been doing Wheel of Fortune at the time? 78? I think he was. Yeah, I think he might have been, because isn't some of the episodes we've seen on the trading circuit, he has yeah. voiced over for Wheel? Yeah, I, yes. I, I believe he did the, the 76 episode that's out there, and I believe he did the 80, so I don't see why he wouldn't have done 78. He probably would have been replaced for a bit by Jack Clark. Yeah. Until he came back when, unfortunately, Jack Clark passed away. But of course, we now get into the Part 10, where we have Shatner and oh. Karen Black previewing some of the big upcoming movies of 1978. Ooh. And what's coming up in 1978? I love to see Bill and Karen. Oh, we got the epic movie Meteor with Sean Connery. 
the incredible melting man incredible melting man oh we have the remake of invasion of the body snatchers with donald sutherland and leonard nimoy star crash whatever that is yeah whatever that is oh the movie capricorn one huh oh happy no jacobson's career and really probably the best movie of them all i don't even see there the best movie from 78 i should say what's that halloween oh that's right i guess they didn't think much of it oh yeah no one thought about that no one thought tony curtis's daughter would carry a movie oh hold on mike i mentioned tony curtis hold on Oh, no. Oh, no. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, hold on, because this is staying in. This is staying Uh in, folks. Hold on. Is that Clash of the Titans? Might be. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Hi. Here we go. The Swarm. Which is like the bees scene from Wicker Man. Stretched out no, for two hours. Not the bees! Ah! I love not the bees. The 1978 Science Fiction Film Award. Why didn't they mention my daughter's movie in the preview of 1978's film? Oh, boy. Next on Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> they did not mention Halloween, though. This stupid theme from Halloween Babylon goes on for like three minutes. That is just crazy. (laughs) Tony Curtis. Tonight on Halloween Babylon, we're going to be talking about William Shatner. Why is he (laughs) There's three different people? Are they split personalities? We'll find out tonight on Halloween Babylon. I'm Tony Curtis. Eventually, we're going to do a Hollywood Babylon episode. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. We we are dead. Oh, boy. I thought Shatner's Rocket Man would kill us. Oh, no. It was a stupid Hollywood Babylon. (laughs) Tony Curtis complaining about his daughter's movie, not in that preview montage. Oh my gosh. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Who co-produced this special? Oh Who yes, yes. Scott Sternberg and Arnold Shapiro. Oh, Scott yeah. Sternberg, of course, the legendary legendary game show producers. And Arnold Shapiro, who produced A couple seasons of Big Brother. And, and like scared straight. And Rescue 911? Yes. And of course, as we all know, Rescue 911. William Shatner was on it as the host. Yes. Yeah, he was. You know what the selling point was? What? His performance of Rocket Man. Oh, that's probably what sold Arnold Shapiro on casting him as the host. Like, yes. Uh, he, can, he knows how to be serious. But, oh, let's not forget Rescue 911. Had a pinball machine. <laughs> and we'll be covering that in June on It Had a Pinball Machine. 
the second mention of that show this week. Yeah. Well, what do we have to say about the 1978 Science Fiction Film Awards? It was a thing out there on TV. Yeah. you damn right it was. Oh, God, was it a thing on TV? Too bad the Saturn Awards aren't broadcast on television anymore. Can you imagine the sort of moments that you can create with uh, this sort of pop culture event? It could be another um, Comic-Con coverage. Oh, yeah. You could have all the television networks there covering it. You could have all the YouTube channels, all the big YouTube channels like IGN and the like covering it. It'd be amazing. Yep. Yeah, you could definitely do that. But alas, it is not to be. Yeah. Shame, really. It is. Let's do some shopping, shall we? Oh, crap. Where'd you find, Chico? This is... Are you ready for this? What is it? A Science Fiction Film Awards, a sixth annual program guide provided by KTLA Los Angeles. Oh, that's terrific. Six or annual? Could, so this would have been 79? or 78. 70, it's a late 78, early 79. Okay, so this would have been the year after the Shatner Singing Awards. Yes. Okay. I'll tell you right now, 6th Annual Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Film Awards. From KTLA Studios. And it's just a program. It's just the program, yes. It's not even a program. Yeah, it is the program. I'm sorry. Okay. Who's starting first? Uh, You know what, Greg? You got an honest face. You go first. All right. I'm going to go $50. Mike? I got to do it. I got to $1 him. $1. And you both overbid. I said $1. How did I overbid? I thought you said said $51. I'm sorry. No, no. I I meant $1. Okay. I wonder what's going to happen, huh? Sadly, not the first time I've ever made that mistake. <laughs> okay. The actual price for this Science Fiction Film Awards program, $29.99. Oh. Still too much in my opinion, but okay. I was going to say 40 I would have been at least $10 off. Yeah. And apparently they're billing it as a very rare and such a great piece of history for anybody. Really? And the seller is apparently self-billed as the number one pop culture convention in Los Angeles since 1979. Hey, I got a question. If J.B. Lee Curtis was at the awards, do you, do you think Tony would have presented an award at the 1979 <laughs> Science Fiction Film Awards? Mike, do you have any idea how that would go? That would be very awkward. I have no idea. You know how it would go? 
I'm Tony Curtis. I'm here to present an award at the 1979 Science Fiction Film Awards. Last year, William Shatner was, was singing a do what do you call wait what do you call a three a trio or something a, I don't even know what the term is for three I people don't, singing. I don't know. Oh, yeah there's three these personalities of themselves singing I'm Tony Curtis oh god <laughs> we've lost it now that this has gone completely off the rails um Wait, wait, you said we lost it. That sort of implies that at one point we had it. Oh, yeah, we right, did. You know. But anyway, before we uh, go ahead and end this monstrosity, we want to uh, give a shout out to the folks at the Museum of Classic Chicago Television, fuzzymemories.tv, for making the entire ceremony, less the opening sequence, available to watch online. Oh, yes. We always praise Fuzzy Memories. They do great work. And also, they're going to help us out in late July, early August because there is a certain event in Chicago that we'll be covering this year on the podcast. That happened in the late 70s. And you oh, guys... Oh, yeah! You know what we're talking about. I do. Yeah. You might want to uh, get your asbestos vests for this one, folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You better run for the hills. Yep. It's not just a moment in history, but also a momentous moment for baseball. Yeah. It is. Can't wait for that episode. I really can't. But in the meantime, you can listen to the rest of our episodes, and it was a thing on TV.com. We've got episodes. We've got mini-sodes. We've got live shows. We've got... We're actually doing something that's really cool, Greg. We're remastering some of the older episodes. Oh, yes. Earlier this week, we had, this past Sunday, Auto Man and Manimal remastered. And let me just say, it was, it was very fun to go back to that episode. Mike, was it fun to go back and re-listen to that episode again? It's always fun talking about zippers. Yeah. Zippers! Yeah, and he, he's technically naked, and he's got, like, that crust gel toothpaste color where his genitals should be. Yeah. How, how, how is that supposed to be sexy? I don't know. People thought it was sexy in 1983. Maybe they needed to brush their teeth. I have no idea. <laughs> they did. But you know what? I'll say this. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. One day I will own that picture of Simon Bukorkadale and his Falcon. You know what? I bet you. I bet you any money that at the 1983 or 84 Science Fiction Film Awards, I bet they had an in memoriam to Manimal. Oh, that's just terrible. And the Falcon was there, too. Falcon was there. The Falcon was, was. Did they bury him with the Falcon? Yeah, you know, the, the the Falcon was there showing his respects. <laughs> hey, press, press F to pay respects. <laughs> oh no, Greg couldn't even get that out. <laughs> Why am I laughing at the Call of Duty joke? Pre- press F, 
Press F as in Falcon to pay your respects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay, you know what? I think we plumbed dry this uh, whole uh, ordeal. So, Did. so what's coming up next week? Next week we're getting back into pilot month because we are in the middle of pilot month. And what pilots do we have coming down the pike? Okay, first we have a pilot of a remake, a serious remake of a classic television series. Oh, and I, I this is another show I lasted about three minutes, and I'm like, nope, I'm sorry, this this is too ridiculous. And all I could say is Brian Fuller is involved, and we know how morbid his mind is. And, and yeah. it's not from that long ago. Nope. No. And the second one was actually a TV movie that spun off an unsold pilot. All right, guys, are you ready for this? Imagine, if you will, in October of 1983, Michael J. Fox, Nancy Vakian, Crispin Glover, Crystal Bernard, Todd Bridges, Dana Plato, Bob Denver, Dwayne Hickman, Laurie Hendler, Ken Osmond, Lumpy, and America's ass, Tom Ballard, all in the same movie. What? Well, it happened. And we're going to cover that next week, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday. Wow! Here's a message I think appropriate for a man being honored for his life achievement. And now the end is near. And so you face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state your case, of which I'm certain. You lived a life that's full. You've traveled each and every shoreway. And more, much, much more than this. You did it your way. You've had a few. Anyone see Howard the Duck? <laughs> oh, no, no, the Sith picture. I love that. I love the Sith picture. It's a great Sith picture. But then again, too few to mention. You did what you had to do and saw it through without exception. You planned each charted course, each careful step every doorway but more much more than this you did it your way oh yes there were times I'm sure you knew when you bit off more than you could chew Baka but through it all When there was doubt, you ate it up and spit it out. You faced it all. And you stood tall. And 
You did it your way. But what is a man? What has he got? Not himself. Then he has not. I'm doing it my way. To say the things he truly feels. And not the words of one who kneels. The record shows you took the blows. And you did it. Live long, you've already prospered enough. Thank you, George.